So we are in week four of our series, Holiness of Heart and Life, where we're taking a, a look at the life of John Wesley, the theology of John Wesley, um, this man whose life and ministry formed and um, reshaped uh, much of Christian history uh, during the 18th century and even impacts us today. Um, and so that's what we're doing. We're talking about John Wesley, and specifically this morning we're talking about baptism and baptism in the Wesleyan tradition, okay? So are, are we okay? Baptism in the Wesleyan tradition. But before we get to Wesley and what Wesley thinks about baptism, we need to back up and look at Scripture and what Scripture has to say about baptisms, and specifically the baptism of this man named Jesus Christ. Have you heard that name before? Jesus, um, Jesus was baptized, and in Matthew chapter 3, we're introduced to another character other than Jesus, this guy named John the Baptist. And what John the Baptist is doing is he is drawing people out from Jerusalem and the surrounding areas to the Jordan River. Now, the Jordan River is just, it, it's not the Ogeechee River. It, it's, it's not the Ohupi River. Um, it, it's not just any river. It's a specific river in a specific place. This river forms the border between Israel and Jordan, between the Promised Land and the rest of the world. This river is a very specific river in a specific place. And John is out at this river baptizing people for the repentance of sins. This is all in Matthew chapter 3. So if you have your Bible with you, go ahead and open up and look there in Matthew chapter 3. Because John, as he's down there at the river, he sees this group of Pharisees and Sadducees who've come out to the city to see what all the fuss is about with this guy named John the Baptist. So they all come out to the river, and John starts preaching at them. Um, I try to, to, to not do that, but John, he has this moment, and that's kind of the way John is. And he preaches at the Pharisees and the Sadducees for a minute. And he says to them, I baptize you with water. I baptize you with water for repentance, but there is one who is coming that's greater than I who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And that's just John the Baptist. I mean, if you wanted to paint a picture of John the Baptist, that kind of preaching, that kind of ministry, that's what John the Baptist was about. He called those Sadducees and the Pharisees out and told them there's one that's greater than even I am that's going to baptize with the Spirit and with fire. And then Matthew records these next verses. This is verse 13 in Matthew chapter 3. Matthew follows those words up with a statement like this. He says, then Jesus came. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so for now for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented, then John consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, <clears throat> excuse me, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Can you imagine what that moment must have been like? This great apocalyptic moment when the heavens burst open and the Spirit of God descends on Jesus Christ. You, you've got to imagine that the Pharisees and Sadducees, if they could see this, would have just been taken 
aback by what's happening in front of them. That this was a moment that needed to be remembered, a moment that needed to be written down. And, and indeed, it is written down in the Gospels over and over again that Jesus was baptized by John at the Jordan River, and this event happened. It's a big deal. Baptism, baptism is a big deal. It's a huge deal. Because Jesus did it, and he calls us, and he tells his disciples to go out into the world baptizing and teaching in his name to form faithful followers of him. Now, I grew up in church, and I'm not saying that I'm one of these kids whose family was at church like every time the doors were open. Some of you might be those kind of kids where you grew up in a family where every time the church doors were open, you were there because there was going to be like food, and there was going to be worship, and there was going to be prayer, and that was what your family was about, and you did that. My family, we were regular at church. We went every Sunday, but we weren't there every time that the doors were open. It was unusual for us to miss a Sunday, but we weren't always there. If you're one of those kids that grew up in church, and if you're like me and you grew up in the United Methodist Church, that means that you were probably baptized as an infant, as a baby. You were baptized as a baby, which means um, that I don't remember my baptism. I don't remember my baptism. I'm not even sure who the pastor was um, that baptized me. I think it was Jimmy Dukes, but it could have been... um, uh, Vaughn Foster, who Miss Nona Foster's uh, husband, who passed away, that's he could have baptized me. I don't know who baptized me, I, and I don't certainly don't remember my baptism. I don't remember uh, the pastor asking my parents questions about how they would raise me. I don't remember the pastor putting water on my head. I don't remember the congregation responding to my baptism. And to be honest with you, for a long time, for a really long time, that really, really bothered me. It really bothered me. It bothered me to the point that um, after some major things that happened in my life, um, I started thinking about baptism and wanting to be baptized again. I mean, baptism is a huge deal, right? Jesus did it. There was this moment, this apocalyptic moment when the heavens burst open and, and the Spirit of God descends on him. Baptism is a big deal. It's one of those milestones in your life and a milestone in your faith. A moment that you can look back on and remember that this is the instant when you became a part of the body of Christ. That moment when you were cleansed from sin and adopted as a son or daughter of God. Because that's what happens when you get baptized. That's what happens when you get baptized. You become a member of the body of Christ. Baptism is the way that we enter in to the church. And it's been that since Jesus' first disciples baptized men and women and children and whole households as followers of Jesus. Baptism is the way that you enter in to the life of the church, and it's a big deal. It's such a big deal that even by the end uh, or the middle of the, the second century, there's like a three-year process to come to this point of baptism, right? Baptism is a huge huge deal and through it we become members of the body of Christ through baptism something else happens through baptism your sins are cleansed and you receive new life in Christ Paul puts it this way in Romans 6 3 and 4 he says don't you know that all of us who were baptized all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may have new life. 
When you're baptized, your past is put in the past and your sins are washed away and you begin to take on a new life in Christ because the Spirit of God dwells inside of you. And that new life in Christ that you receive in baptism and through baptism is what adopts you as a son or daughter of God. It's the way that God says we are adopted as sons and daughters and heirs as Christ. That's the way Paul puts it, that, that through baptism we get this spirit that cries out, Abba, Father, and makes us heirs with Christ, sons and daughters of the living God. Your new life in Christ makes you a son or daughter of God. The fear of God's wrath, the fear of being alone in this world is all washed away because we become members of Christ's body cleansed of our sins and freed for life with God through Jesus Christ. And that is a big deal. It's a big deal. And I couldn't remember my baptism. I couldn't remember my baptism because I was a baby. I couldn't tell you the day. I couldn't tell you the hour. I couldn't even tell you who did it. I couldn't remember my baptism, and it bothered me so much so that when I was in college, um, and like I said, I, I had a pretty rough run through high school and in the first couple years of college, um, and then I, I got saved while I was in college, and I wanted to be baptized again. And so I went to my, my pastor at the time, uh, whose name was Craig, um, and I remember sitting down in his office and looking across him, and I said, Craig, I want to be rebaptized. And, and Craig looked at me just square in the eyes, and he said, no. <laughs> he said, no. Now, most people at that point in the conversation go, well, fine, right? Isn't that what you would do? When you get told no, um, I know this from, from both of my daughters, when, when you tell them no, they look at you and go, well, fine. And then they go and leave. Even my 10-month-old, when you tell her no, she looks at you and then turns and goes the opposite direction. You know this from your own life, right? When you're told no, you don't get a, a usually, you don't, it doesn't conjure up a nice response inside of you. <laughs> but instead of just storming out of the room, I said, why? Why won't you rebaptize me? I mean, it's this big deal, right? When, G, when it happened to Jesus, the heavens burst, burst open. The Spirit of God descended on him, kicks off his entire ministry. Baptism's a big deal, Craig. Rebaptize me. And he said, no. No again, and he sat back. He sat back down in his chair and he said, Jonathan, who baptized you? Who baptized you? I said, I don't even know that, Craig. I don't even know who baptized me. He said, Think about it for a minute. Think about what I'm asking you, Jonathan. Who is it that baptized you? Who baptized you? Well, I mean, it's God who does the baptizing, right? It's God who does the baptizing. It doesn't matter who the pastor is. It's God who baptizes, Jonathan. It's, it's God who baptizes. It's not, you know, me who baptizes. It's not whoever the pastor was whenever you were baptized that baptizes. It's God who baptizes us in a way that we don't understand, but initiates all of those things in our hearts and in our life. Whenever we're baptized, it's God who does the baptism. And because we are baptized by God, we enter into the body of Christ. 
Because we are baptized by God. We're adopted as sons and daughters of God and we're cleansed from our sin. It's God who does the baptism. It doesn't matter who the person was that did it. It doesn't matter how deep the water was or how much the water was or whether it was sprinkled or poured or sloshed or dunked or whatever happened with the water. It's God, Jonathan, who does who does the baptism. And if God baptizes you once, then he did it perfectly the first time. The first time he did it. He did it perfectly. Then Craig asked me a question that I had never even really considered um, much in this whole process. He said, Jonathan, who is baptism about anyways? And I thought first, me, right? It's about the person being baptized. That's who baptism is about. The person being baptized, the person going under the water or getting the water poured on their head or sprinkled on their head. That's who baptism is about. But I knew Craig, and I knew he was looking for a better answer than that. And so I said, God, and he said, yes, baptism is about God. And God's faithfulness and the way that God begins working his grace into our heart and into our life. Baptism is about what God has done and what God is doing and what God will do. Because it's God who washes away the sin. It's God who gives us new life. It's God who adopts us as sons and daughters. And so Craig went on to explain to me that baptism and remembering our baptism isn't about getting the names right or the time right, or even the day and the hour right. That remembering my baptism, remembering my baptism is about remembering that God has been faithful to me, even when I was not faithful to him. That God made a promise, and the community of faith made a promise to me, And to God, that they would raise me to a point where I could claim Jesus Christ as my own Savior. God had always been faithful to the promise made in baptism. Even when I was walking away and wandering away, His grace was always there. His grace was always available. So I left that conversation with Craig And I started thinking back over the course of my life and I thought about my family and how they must have taken the words that were said at my baptism pretty seriously. Because they did what they were supposed to do, raise me so that one day I could claim Christ for my own. Then I began thinking about the people that God had put into my life. My parents, my grandfather, my grandmother who played a huge role and raising me and, and growing me up in faith to the incredible, peop- incredible people who were in my youth group, uh, the Katie Brookshires and, and the Matt Freemans of this world and, and all those members of my youth group who, who helped me f- try and figure out who I was in high school and then in college, the, the people who helped me find community and find myself in Christ and in the body of Christ. And now I think about the teachers and I think about the preachers and I think about the professors and I think about the, the people in the congregation like you guys who have been faithful to the baptismal covenant made to me to keep working on me and growing me up and growing each other up in Christ. I may have forgotten 
the moment of my baptism. But God never did. The community of faith that saw me baptized never did. My family never did. They all remembered. And they grew me up into the person that I am today. And what I need to be reminded of in those moments where I want to be baptized again is of God's great love and how he never gave up on me. How he washed away my sin and adopted me as his son and never quit coming after me. So this morning you are invited not just to remember the moment of your baptism. Not just the fact that somebody puts you under the waters in a river or in a church. Or baptized you as an infant. But to remember that God has always been faithful. And the community of faith around you has been faithful to live into the vows that they made on the day that you were baptized. So this morning, as we come to a time of Holy Communion, uh, we're going to have two stations like we always do, one on this side and one on the other side. And you're invited before you come to those stations to receive Holy Communion. To come down here to this bucket of water. Regular old water. To put your hand in. And to remember the God who never forgets. The God whose love is unfailing. The God who delivers us through water into life that truly is life.